Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs, and in this edition, we continue our special series, My OSI Journey, which showcases the diversity and inclusion of our command-wide members. And today, I'm so very pleased to be joined by Carol Jackson, Command Analysis rather, and Production Program Manager. Carol, that's a mouthful for me to say, but welcome to the program anyway, and it's so good to have a fellow Chicagoan on the air with me. Absolutely. Hey, Chicago Cubs fans out there, fans out there, we love you guys. We love you all. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, you and I, we spend a lot of time uh, when we used to be uh, here in the building talking yeah. about our Cubs. So that's, that's we're expecting right. another spectacular season. Let's so hope thank so. You. Let's see if we can rekindle that <laughs> World Series year of 2016. But uh, sports yes, aside, <laughs> uh, I did want to uh, uh, mention to our listeners that uh, we are recording this edition of My OSI Journey uh, during Women's History Month, which is a celebration of women's uh, contributions to history, culture, and society. Uh, and, and various, uh, in the United States, I should say, uh, United States history, uh, from Abigail Adams to Susan B. Anthony, uh, Rosa Parks, uh, the timeless women's history milestones stretching back to the foundation uh, of the United, or founding, I should say, of the United States. They go back many, many years. So my first question to you before we get into your story uh, and OSI, uh, Carol, is uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, following in the legacy, the footsteps, if you will, of such uh, uh, influential women uh, in, the, in the history of the United States as far as uh, observing Women's History Month? Oh, well, thank you, Wayne. Um, and again, let me just start by saying that I appreciate and thank uh Special Agent uh, Aaron Simmons for recommending me uh, to be able to sit back and, and talk about my OSI experiences, and especially during a very, very prominent month, uh, the Women's Women's History Month. So I do appreciate that. And in this particular time in, in my life, um, I I believe I, I understand and appreciate even more the not only the diversity, but the fact that uh, women are uh, have a major place uh, in any part of any discussions that we're having uh, uh, right now, uh, mm-hmm. major issues that we're having. So sure. um, for me, Women's History Month is not just about not only uh, about those that you named uh, previously, but it's also about those that have been able to uh, that I've been able to interact with on a regular basis or uh, as a part of my uh, journey, as part of part of my career. So I see this as being just so important for us to uh, to have this discussion. So let's right. see. Let's talk about it. I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. Now, uh, you've certainly carved uh, your own niche, uh, not only in the Air Force, but in OSI, uh, uh, you know, and briefly scanning your biography uh, for our listeners uh, today. Uh, you're a, a 30-year Air Force veteran, uh, Chief Master Sergeant, retiree, uh, former First Sergeant, uh, and you've uh, been with OSI since October of 2011. So you've uh, been with the organization, if you will, of OSI and uh, uh, Blue Suiters of, uh, of the Air, Department of the Air Force for many, many years. And so I would imagine that uh, uh, becoming interested in law enforcement and subsequently OSI may have started uh, even before you uh, became affiliated with the organization. Is that a fair statement? 
It is a fair statement, but uh, I always like to talk about how I really became affiliated with uh, uh, OSI. Um, so as in throughout my career, being a first sergeant as well as being a signals intelligence analyst, we really did not, uh, from the uh, signals intelligence side, we really did not interact with OSI uh, a lot, not early in, on in my career. Uh -huh. However, when I moved over to become a first sergeant, one of the areas that I knew about and was very clear about is that uh, we spent a, uh, a, a number of, of, of times I've had to uh, work with OSI with some of the um, members of the units that I was the first sergeant for, unfortunately, from the negative side. Mm -hmm. And that's what I knew. And although I had been a, a signals intelligence analyst, I didn't know the CI side, the counterintelligence side, and that OSI was really our point of contact for that. Right. So as the years progressed, uh, my interest in, in OSI became more and more um, uh, interesting because of their the intelligence side as well. Right. Uh, so uh, it's just been a really good um, fit for me uh, to come over to OSI and learn so much, uh, not only from the intelligence standpoint, but also working with our uh, our special agents who do a superb job uh, at making sure that our CI and LE collaboratively with our intelligence specialists, mm -hmm. making sure that that is done uh, in the best way manner. So right. in best manner possible. And so the, my interest in, in LE, OSI, CI all started there, just being able to have an opportunity. Right. Now, uh, kind of specifically, how did your OSI career begin? Uh, was there a, a certain uh, uh, time where you said, yes, this is really what I want to do. This is the area that I want to uh, focus on? Actually, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, I actually had an opportunity, uh, and this is why it's important that you never know how uh, someone early on in your career can make a difference, uh, and what you may have may have done to impact the, uh, working with them, and and what they remember about you. And uh, as I was thinking about this, there was a gentleman that I used to be his first sergeant years ago, and that he knew that I used to be a signals intelligence analyst. He worked in the NCR. I was not here. Uh, my last duty assignment uh, took me away from my family. The last few assignments took me away from my family um, because as a chief master sergeant I had to move around right. um, and basically what happened is he called me and said hey there's a position that's open up in the counterintelligence field activity and I think you would be very interested in that are you interested do you have anything planned when you come back to the NCR and at that time I had not secured any uh, position and I did put in uh, my resume, I got an interview, and I was hired. So my career began because of the efforts of someone who remembered me years ago and what I did in the Air Force, and it came back. So I want to give a, a, a big shout out to Mr. Dwayne Harrell, mm -hmm. who is uh, still actively working for the federal government and doing an outstanding job. And uh, that's how I actually got started with OSI, I moving see. over to CIFA, moved over to the agency uh, that when CIFA shut down, moved over to the other agency. And uh, Mr. Randy Tate, uh, who was our, our SIO uh, at the time, as well as uh, later on, Mr. Le Mike Leiden, who took his place, um, took, uh, was hired into that position after he left. They were the two that were really instrumental in my career here with OSI.
I see. Very good. And uh, as as you mentioned, uh, it's all about people, and uh, that networking doesn't hurt a bit, does it? <laughs> it doesn't hurt at all. And this is the one thing that I would also say. It doesn't matter what rank, what position, or any of that. That should not be why you have a talk or discussion with someone. I've learned that over the years, because as a chief master sergeant, if I'm trying to find an answer and I know that that airman has the answer, an airman in the sense of being that E2, E3. Mm-hmm. If that airman has the answer, that's who I'm going to, and I'm going to learn something by working with that airman. Because if my uh, specialty is intelligence and I'm trying to learn about uh, personnel and yeah. PCSing, Mm-hmm. I I don't have that ability just because you have the stripes on your your sleeve or because you're in a, a, a position you need to go to that that person and let them do what they do best and that's how we yeah. all have an opportunity to grow. I see. Very well said. Now, uh, Carol, uh, were there any challenges that you may have uh, faced once you joined OSI, and if there were, uh, how did you overcome them? Yes, there were several, and I, I won't say that they're small. I had to learn uh, counterintelligence because of the fact it wasn't something that I did on a daily basis. Uh-huh. I also had to learn about working alongside and not necessarily working uh, investigations operations, but working alongside uh, agents um, sure, because sure. I came in on a program management uh, position, which means that I'm learning from them as well as I'm hoping they're learning from me. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's a two-way street. I had to learn what they've had to go through to get to where they they are uh, right. in order to be as good as they were. I mean, I am um, amazed uh, when I sit in to uh, have an opportunity to be able to sit in some of the conversations uh, with the intelligence specialists and the agents, and they're going over what to do next and what we've found from one perspective to the other. So right. it's almost like I live vicariously through <laughs> those that I've come across right. to right. be able to understand and better understand not only what it is that the agents and intelligence specialists have to do, but what does the personnelist have to do? What does the larger station have to do? What are those that work in, in a warfighter? What do we all have yeah. to do? Because we yeah. have, we have a common element and that is to, to securely, uh, uh, execute the OSI mission successfully. It seems like you have to almost be a human sponge, in other words. Is that uh, is that about right? And I love it. And that's what <laughs> I love because anytime I stop learning, it's that means I'm dead and I'm not there trying to get there. There you go. <laughs> Everything will come <laughs> soon enough. You're right. Exactly, exactly. right. Now, uh, uh, who or what inspires you to do your best in OSI? I know, uh, you know, off mic, we were talking about the influence that your uh, your parents had and they were they were very instrumental in, uh, in, in helping you along in, in your career path, I would imagine. Absolutely. Uh, But I I, I like to believe it's because we had the foundation. And I think this is the reason why during my first sergeant career that I was very adamant about being able to help those that didn't have the same um, structure that I may have had uh, growing up. My great grandmother and grandmother lives right down the street from us. So if my Uh mom and dad had something to do and we didn't grow up with a car. Um, ah, we grew okay. up uh, having to take public transita- transportation and every one of my sisters and brothers, and it's seven of us, we went to different high schools. Wow. Um, but it was a matter of knowing that we had my great grandmother and my grandmother um, to be able to be there to help us as we were going through uh, our, our whatever we were doing, whether we were playing sports or whether we were um, uh, doing something for school, uh, right, right. Uh, competing um, for uh, in, in different areas for uh, school competitions and 
and things like that. So for me, the foundation is truly because of the fact that I had those that I could look up to. And my dad and my mom, as well as my uh, uh, great grandmother and grandmother, their foundation of being um, in uh, really close in, 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 understanding that they were hard workers. Uh So they got up early and went to bed late. And sometimes I get uh, someone asking me, you you sent the email at like one o'clock in the morning. And then I saw (laughs) one at six o'clock. And that's because I don't require a lot of sleep. Although my husband says, can you go to sleep? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I don't require a lot of sleep. We've all been there. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But that's, but that is really what my, um, what I think uh, it's been really great for me. Uh, and that is that they have inspired me to do my best in OSI. No doubt right. about it. Now, that's from the family standpoint. I would say in, internal to OSI, actually just working with those that are that are willing to teach me something or to help me to better understand why we do things the way we do. Uh-huh. That's where my inspiration comes from as well, because I'm not meant to come in here and to already have all the answers. Right. And sometimes you have to know the his, history to be able to get to where you're trying to get to. Oh, sure. And sure. that to me uh, is important because I don't want to miss something that is critical in a process, procedure, policy, or anything. I don't want to miss that without understanding there may have been history of why this did not get passed before or why we may have changed and and went down another another path instead of staying with this. So I'm inspired by not only my family, and my husband and our daughter and our grandsons. I love that. We have to talk about that. I have, uh, <laughs> uh, altogether, have five uh, five grandsons. I, wow. I call uh, the other child of our grandson as well. But I have to tell you, the inspiration comes from having to be able to go home and knowing that everybody there is supporting me, knowing I can come to work and I'm supported and knowing that if I need to reach out to uh, friends and other family members that they are there as well. Uh, That support system, you can't beat it. That's that's for sure. (laughs) Now, uh, what's the most gratifying part of your job with OSI or, or are there more than one? Um, the most gratifying part is uh, knowing that at the end of the day, end of the day um, that you've made some difference. It doesn't have to be a major stride, a major difference. But the most gratifying part is, is that I've been having an opportunity to be able to do uh, to do my job. And I'm being called uh, to do multiple jobs right now at this time. And, and what I realize is that for, I'm going to be able to still reach out to, to others, even though it may not necessarily seem like it, I am still able to reach out and get um, the support that I need. Mm-hmm. So I have found that it's gratifying to know that you're not in this alone. Right, right. Yeah, it definitely a, a team sport, no doubt about that. Now, it is. <laughs> Carol, if you could do it all over again, uh, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but if you could do it all over again, is there anything you would change about your OSI career? Oh, yes. Absolutely. And what would that be? What I, <laughs> a couple of things that I would I would change. Um, I came in at 17 years of age because my parents could not afford to send me to college or I didn't have the money to go to college. I was working, but I knew that it would be a major struggle to um, to do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I took the option of going into the 
the Air Force uh, straight out of college. But if I could do it all over again, if I was in the position to be able to do that, I would be able, I would love to be able to go to college and to apply for our Intelligence Specialist Palace Acquire program. I, I think we have that is a program that the Air Force offers where they bring in only 15 allocations per year. Then that's spread throughout the IC, throughout the intelligence community right. for us to be able to bring in. And usually from OSI standpoint, we usually bring in two, possibly three per year where we bring in um, those that have have uh, 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 applied for the position right. and we've interviewed them and we bring them in and they don't always have to have uh, in. Uh, intelligence background already. And that's what I I like. Um, You bring them in and they're for three years that we are, we have them here. And I have to say this, uh, and it's no brag, but OSI is the best at the the job of bringing in our intelligence specialists and getting them uh, spun up to uh, where we need them to be in their three years after they go through training. Mm -hmm. And so if I had a magic wand, and I wanted to be able to do something back when I was 17, I would go to college, finish my degree, and apply. I didn't say I would be the one that would be selected, but I would hopefully uh, be able to be um, selected for a program such as our Intelligence Specialist uh, uh, Palace Acquire program, because you can't beat it for the, when we bring them on, they are intelligence specialists. Even if they haven't gone to school yet, we're teaching them. We are, are having them sit alongside some of the best senior intelligence analysts or operations officers or CI SMEs or agents. We're having them sit yeah. right there to learn from the best. So uh-huh. if we're able to do that, um, man, I, I, I only wish we could have 15 allocations that, that are that's truly for OSI alone. Um, right. But we have, have been very successful with that. It, it kind of sounds like a back to the future episode for you if you went back in time when you were 17. <laughs> but, the, but that's a story for another day. Uh, yes. uh, Carol, let's, 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 let's uh, go into the future a little bit, shall we, as we segue into the next question. What direction do you envision OSI going into for the future? OSI has never been uh, an organization since I've been here since 2011, has never been an organization that has sat around, waited for somebody else to determine what it is that we're going to do. I think uh, what I see OSI doing is opening up the aperture to go into other other areas that have been um, those areas that maybe uh, other organizations may have said, we're not ready for that. We don't want to get into that. And I see us really venturing out. Uh, amongst the the other or the new areas that are out there, and I'm, I'm very sensitive about what I say about those what those areas are. So you have to uh, work with me here. Sure. Those areas will be areas that, of course, that will fall under the realm of what the OSI mission entails, mm-hmm. whether it's CI, whether it's PJ, whether it's uh, um, now, now again uh, for, for, our, for for our listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, PJ, right. <laughs> PJ special projects or PSO <laughs> is a uh, uh, protective service uh, operations, Services. right? Yes, right. yes. But uh, you know, so sometimes sometimes you know acronyms <laughs> get me a little stuck too. But uh, but anyway, oh. uh, I can just tell by the way you're saying all this that uh, you're, you're you're very uh, uh, enthused about uh, what the future ha- holds for the organization. Uh, you there, Carol? Absolutely, and okay, uh, yeah. and I'd like to be here to be able to see some of that. Hello. Yes. Yeah, you're there. Yes. We're so still, I'd like we're to be good. able to be around to be able to see that 
Yes. So when it's when it's you know whenever it's time um, to move on and and go and and do something different, the one thing I can say is that I know OSI uh, under the leadership under the the present past le- and past leadership that we've had, um, we are going places and we are doing things that you just couldn't imagine. Sure. Because we sure. we have. And I use the word opportunity. You've heard me say that a number of times because that is a word that works with me, especially when you start talking about diversity and inclusion. It's about an opportunity. If I don't even have the opportunity to be able to grow, if I don't have the opportunity to be able to do many things, I think that's what stagnates uh, a particular organization. And that's something that I don't see in OSI. And I don't believe that that's something that would ever be embraced or let me just say from my short uh, period of time with OSI, I would hope that we we don't get to that point that we ever embrace stagnation. Right, right. Very, very well put. Now, uh, again, you segued very well in my next question about uh, D plus I or diversity and inclusion. Uh, at the beginning of the, the podcast, we talked uh, briefly about uh, Women's History Month and uh, perhaps how that you know ties into diversity and inclusion uh, uh, within OSI. How foundational is diversity and inclusion from your perspective to the success of OSI? It's huge. It is absolutely huge. And I may have uh, spoken about this before in in another arena, but uh, I always like to talk about the difference in my career, my sister career. So uh, I have a brother that is retired Air Force. I have a sister that's retired Air Force. Mm -hmm. And so am I. And my sister's career was totally different from mine in in the sense of she worked in a more male dominated uh, career field. She worked right. in a where it was very obvious that it was male dominated. She was a uh, bum and drug dog handler. Wow. Um, she okay. uh, loved that job to no yeah. end. But we were speaking one day and uh, just talking about our careers because I see my sister who is very adamant about making sure uh, <clears throat> that there is no pushback and and not given her opportunities. Uh, at one of her assignments, she was given uh, she was given an assignment to be a trainer for either bomb drug I, dogs. I I don't remember right, which, right. which one. And when she got there, they looked. And they said, well, no, we're going to make you in charge of the kennels or whatever. Uh So she's had to deal with that. And uh, when she went to the commander and complained about that, you know, she may have gotten some pushback. But over the years, as she was able to see some of those young ladies that came after her who really knew how to also stand up for themselves and to look to see. Now it's, it's probably, I don't know, I have not looked into it, but I'm sure there's been some major changes because the diversity part of it is uh, understanding if you stay the way you were in 1920, trying to run an organization will be the same way you you will be left out of any of the, the new changes in what's coming about. It right. is imperative that you look and understand that we will not be cut from this. We are not cut from the same cloth. Sure. Um, not at all. It's I had an opportunity with my family to be able to be around my um, great grandmother and grandmother. Others may not have had that opportunity or I may have had um, uh, others may have had the opportunity to go to college. And I did not. Yeah, right. But does that stop me from being able to do what I need to do? No, it does not. Mm-hmm. Not as long as you are doing those things that need to be done and you can continue to move forward. So right. diversity and inclusion 
is foundational to OSI's success because OSI has been a successful organization embracing change. Okay, very succinct. Now, uh, what are, uh, as a recruiter now, let's, let's, you're not a first shirt anymore uh, or a chief, but uh, let's say you're a recruiter. What advice would you give someone who would like to join OSI? You know, I love going on recruiting uh, opportunities to really talk about OSI because, first of all, what happens is when I start talking about OSI and the perspective of being not only uh, in a 132 or intelligence specialist, but just being a member of OSI, OSI have great, great um, ideas and and things that they that is it's really it's solid. It's a solid foundation that you mm-hmm. can start with and you could talk about it all day. Yeah. You have to stop me talking about what it is that I I see uh, that OSI offers that others do not. Number one, I love the fact that OSI, if they bring you in, they're going to train you. Right. They're going to train you. They're not going to expect you to get out there to do nothing. They'll find a way to be able to ensure that you have the training that you need. And I talk sometimes to some of uh, my friends that are in other organizations and they're struggling to be able to just get to do the the very basic things that they need to do in their in their uh, field. So. Training is important, and it means that you're investing in me. If you invest in me, I will invest in you. Right. And so it's, it's, it's collaborative, sure. it's opportunities, and it's also about making sure that there's no one left out if there's an opportunity for everyone to be included. Sounds like a win-win. It is a win-win. So don't get me started on talking about USA and, and, <laughs> and the reason why you really want to join our organization. Um, and I'm not, this is not just for, for radio. If anybody talks to me, they'll tell you, I tell the, tell the story about how it is and how it's important that you network and that you really seek out um, and, and look for other opportunities to be able to help OSI continue to grow. Right. Very good. Now, uh, before we wrap things up, Carol, is there anything else you'd like to add? I'd like to add that, uh, once again, uh, thanks uh, to you and, and uh, Agent Simmons for having me today, because today is is, is just, uh, even though today is the end, uh, signifies the end of the uh, Women's History Month, it, it doesn't mean that things are, are going to change, uh, and it doesn't mean that, that, that we're done with what we've had to do. We've come a long way, right. and we will, we will continue to move forward, but I I would like to add that uh, the the more we spend time investing and also uh, looking at other opportunities and looking at ways that we would be able to uh, really just uh, redefine and uh, help to understand what it is that that OSI offers to all. Um, we will be an organization that will continue to be at, at the at the at the front. It will be an elite as we've been. And can, will continue to be. So open up, find out what's going on. And I would encourage all of us, learn something else about those in other areas. Because although I may be an intelligence specialist, I cannot thank those who work in the um, uh, personnel area who've taught me a lot. I can't uh, thank enough those who uh, came on on board with me at the same time. Those that are 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 still uh, those that are are coming on board now as uh, 
uh, new hires. I just wish that it was uh, more opportunities right now for me to be able to go back out uh, once again and start really know and getting to know uh, our intelligence uh, specialist cadre. It's important for you to know what, what is important to someone else, not just to yourself. Okay. Our guest has been Carol Jackson, Command Analysis and Production Program Manager. Carol, thanks so much again for taking the time to be with us. It's always good to chat with you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today, my OSI journey, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now.